Hello, beloved. Welcome back to another episode of Mobius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 14, Episode 144. Obviously, we are going to be diving into Proverbs Chapter 20. And as you guys heard last week, this is actually a chapter I am so excited <clears throat> to uh, dive into. Um... Yeah, I yesterday I put out an episode of just a, two words that I got from the Lord, and it was just very spontaneous. And I'm uh, I was just humbled that the Lord, you know, did that last night. I did prophetic ministry on Facebook on a live video, and the Lord just moved miraculously. And I was just um, really humbled to see the Lord move and give people words and. Uh, encourage and edify and equipped. So um, thank you for tuning in. If you have not rated my show on Apple Podcast, I would really appreciate it if you did. You can do the same thing on Spotify. If you would like a prophetic word, you can email me. You can find my email um, under where it says about here on my podcast. And um, also, you guys... Uh, I've I, I've got a few sermons on here where, if I look here, the Gospel Part 1 has more plays than the Gospel Part 2. So if you have not listened to the Part 2 of the Gospel message that I did, I, I gently encourage you to uh, dive into that and, and, and check that out. There is another announcement that I wanted to give. I can't really remember it. My YouTube channel, I'm still in the midst of hearing from a particular guy to get the the, the copyrights to be able to use his music in the background. Um, and it's this guy right here. If you'd like to know the song that's playing, it's called Koinoi. It's spelled K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A, In His Presence. It's by Waldner Worship. And the verse of the day is John 16, 25... I'm just going to read it in a different version because what I have here is the KJV. So I'm just going <laughs> to look up. We'll read out of the NIV today, beloved. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. That's John 16, 25. That's Jesus speaking. Um, so our wonderful Savior who redeemed us from the curse of the law. Um, let's open in prayer, and then we will dive into today's message. Father, I thank you for um, just being with us and growing great things in our hearts. Father, I pray for the person that's listening right now that you would just give them hope wherever they're at. Lord, teach them to be content where they're at, Father. If they're just in a season of waiting and 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 they they're dealing with disappointments or anything like that, Lord, I just pray your Holy Spirit would ignite a new fire in their hearts in today's episode. Um, I pray for peace upon their minds. Any sins that they've fallen into, Father, I restore them gently in Jesus' name. You forgive them. You don't remember our sins, Father. Your word is true to say that over and over again. You have separated our sin as far as the east is from the west. Lord, open our eyes in today's episode. Give us wisdom. Give us revelation. 
Help our minds be steadfast on you to draw near to you every day um, that we would pursue a life of holiness and to be set apart for your beautiful purpose for our lives, Lord. Um, I pray for open hearts and open minds, Lord, um, and that you would just speak through me and touch people's hearts, that I would decrease and you would increase in today's episode, um, and that your name would be magnified and praised and lifted up, Father. We love you. We praise you. Um, You've finished everything at the cross. Jesus, you are seated because it is finished. There is no reason to get back up again and do it all over again. You said it is is finished and we rest in that today father let there be fruit that comes from our salvation that just magnifies your name that lifts your name up father let the fruit in our lives lift your name up and uh, i just pray that the the word that is going to go forth today that it would go forth in power and lord that i would speak i would speak the truth in love father that you would help me have good intentions good motives and help me not to do this to please man, but to, 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 to praise your name for the glory of you and not for the approval of man. Lord, help me to do that. Heal the hurts, habits, and hang-ups in our hearts. I thank you that you're close to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit, Father. We love you and we surrender everything to you today. We, we just we align ourselves into your will. And, um, yeah, Lord, grow our wisdom, grow our understanding, grow our knowledge, confide our wisdom so that we can come closer to you and learn new things. In Jesus' name, amen. Gosh, there, there was a particular announcement that I had, and I'm trying to remember it right now. So let's see if I, yeah, um, I can't remember it. If I remember it, then I'll come up with it, but... I do not have a drink today, so I will not be drinking in today's episode. <laughs> I don't have a water. I don't have a vitamin water. I've actually, I've had, I've had three vitamin waters today. <laughs> I had five two days ago. I'm just so addicted to them, and I don't know if that's a bad thing, but um, hopefully I'm not going to it for comfort. Hopefully I'm following intimacy with the Lord. So, um, okay, this is okay. Now I remember what I wanted to say. You guys, as we, beloved, as as I'm going through the book of Proverbs, and we are obviously going through it together, um, I don't want you to just sit and listen. I, If you can, because you, you might be driving and you can't really do this, but if you're sitting down, if you're doing anything that, that would make you kind of relax and just sit down, I challenge you to, to read um, scripture with me as I go along. Um, I, I, I want you to, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have to convince you. I don't have to explain why, but I just, I think it would just help you connect with the Lord more. And that's all I want. I want this episode and this whole podcast just to bring you closer to God and further away from me. That is it. That is, I mean, there's many other motives why I do this podcast, but, um, anyway, so beloved point number one. I want to make clear, I'm not going to be breaking down every single verse that we read in the book of Proverbs. I'm only human. Sometimes we look at a verse and it doesn't make sense. And that's totally fine, beloved. God understands that. So if I read a verse and I don't break it down, I I don't want to feel like you're expecting me to. And maybe that's some codependency I have to deal with on my end. And that's something I really am working on with the Lord right now. Um, I don't know everything, and I don't think I ever will, 
but I do know who does, which is our father. So verse one, wine is a mocker, intoxicating uh, an intoxicating drink is a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. My glasses are just a little bit dirty, guys. Hang on. I can't read from, I can't read my MacBook. Okay. So let me reread the verse, beloved. Wine is a mocker, and intoxicating drink is a brawler. And whoever is intoxicated by it, meaning the um, the drink, the alcohol, is not wise. The verse is practically saying if you get drunk a lot, you are not wise. How? Well, we can see in today's world, if someone is stressed, angry, anxious about something, or even depressed, they go for a drink. And it could be any type any any type of substance form that does not lead us into intimacy with the Lord. Some of these people don't know better. Some of these people just, they don't know better uh, depending on their past, but it still is not wise. Of course, when they come to this knowledge, then they should have the strength to repent. But, um, I mean, if they don't know, if you don't know something, I don't think God's going to condemn you for that in the first place because you didn't know. Because once you do know, now you have the choice. Now God's opening your eyes even more. Verse 2, The terror of a king is like the roaring of a lion. One who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. Now, Okay, this episode, we are going to be getting into some Hebrew, you guys, and I'm super excited. Next week, we are going to get into a ton of Hebrew, like probably the most we've ever done on any episode. Um, I I prepared next week's episode uh, yesterday, and I just felt the Lord drawing it into my heart. It's just say, hey, look into the Hebrew, look into that. So um, now let's reread the verse where it says, one who provokes him, which is the king, who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. Now, the Hebrew definition for the word provokes is is to pass over, to alienate, to do away, to take away, or to transgress. So let's plug this definition into the actual verse. The terror of a king is, is like the roaring of a lion. One who alienates him or to do away with him to anger leads him to that forfeits his own life interesting verse verse three avoiding strife is an honor for a person but any fool will quarrel or argue so strife the hebrew definition is controversy dispute or quarrel um the hebrew word for the word honor is the hebrew word kavod it's the Hebrew word kavod, and the definition is glory, abundance, riches, and dignity. So let's plug that in. Oh my gosh. Avoiding controversy or dispute or a quarrel is an honor for a person, but any. I didn't read that right. I'm sorry. Avoiding so any uh, avoiding any controversy or dispute is an abundance or riches or dignity for a person. But only a fool is gonna. It, the verse goes on and says, "But only a fool will lead themselves towards a quarrel or an argument." So, verse four: the lazy one does not plow after the autumn, so he ba- he begs during the harvest and has nothing. 
Now, talk about the church in Thessalonica, about about these people in the church not wanting to work. Paul goes on and says, those who do not work, do not eat. Verse 5, a plan in the heart of a person is like deep water, but a person of understanding draws it out. Now, where it says like deep water, the word like is italicized. And again, I don't want to assume, but for those of you that don't know, when, when you read a scripture and a word is italicized, it means that it was not originally found in the original manuscripts of the Hebrew or Greek language, depending on if you're reading Old or New Testament. So let's, let's, now let's read this again. A plan in the heart of a person is like deep water, but a person of understanding, it draws that plan out. It knows it has a blueprint. How can a person of understanding draw out the plans of a man's heart? I think a verse we studied last week, Proverbs 19.2, desire without knowledge is not good. We will draw it out by having knowledge. Knowledge and understanding, they go hand in hand. Verse 6, many a, pers- many a person proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy person? This is why it is so important to pray that God surrounds us with wise people who fear and revere and respect his name in awe. A righteous person who walks in his integrity. How blessed are his sons after him. Now, the word sons, uh, again, in, in the Hebrew, it means blood related. So just to kind of bring some clarification. So when it says a righteous person who walks in his integrity, how blessed are his sons. So the reason, I, the reason, the, I, the reason why I wanted to explain the Hebrew definition is because sometimes people can have a spiritual father and they're not necessarily blood related. So I wanted to keep that verse in context, of course. So when it says how blessed are his sons for him, it's talking about blood, blood related. Verse eight, a king who sits on the throne of justice disperses all evil with his eyes. Now, I was preparing this message a couple weeks ago, beloved. This verse was my favorite. We're going to look at two Hebrew words and definitions in this verse. And when I did this, you guys, it really opened my eyes. This this verse is just mind-blowing. So, let's read the verse again, and then we'll go into the Hebrew. A, a, a king who sits on a throne of justice disperses all evil with his eyes. Now, the Hebrew word for the word justice is the word deen. And the definition is judgments. Disperses, the Hebrew word, is the Hebrew word zara. Zara. And the definition is to scatter, fan, cast away, or disperse. Which is, again, disperses. That, 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 that's correct. Um, that's a correct translation. So let's, let's read this again. Let's plug these in. A king who sits on a throne of judgment. They scatter, they fan, they cast away evil with his eyes. I love that, you guys. This is this is where we can like. That's how we can see someone who knows what who knows the difference between good and bad, and we can we can ponder on Isaiah five twenty where it says, "Woe to you who call bad good and good bad." And what we can ponder on that point is. We don't call what's good and what's bad. God does. And we abide by that and we, we, we call things out for what they are um, because 
God is the creator of all things, and he holds all wisdom, all knowledge. Now, for this verse, I honestly feel like this is Jesus right here. This is what he does. He is a king who sits on a throne of judgment, and he scatters, he disperses all kinds of evil. Now, verse 9, who can say, I have cleansed my heart, I am pure from sin. Now, beloved, you might kind of think, whoa, hang on, because we're in Christ and our sins are forgiven and forgotten, so here we go. It's important that we keep this verse in context with verse 8. As we see a king who sits on a throne of judgment, he as he casts away all evil, then how can we stay pure from our sin? Now, this is, of course, in a situation before we came slash come to Christ, into salvation in him, faith in him. I also feel with verse 8, it's almost like it's saying someone who doesn't sit on a throne of justice or judgment, um, they are not a king. So, we have to think about, think about verse 8 in context with verse 9. This isn't in my notes, but... If a king who sits on a throne of justice, if they disperse evil with all their eyes, then how can a person say, I have cleaned my heart, I am pure from sin? I'm just trying to think here for a sec. Um... This is, we can use this verse in context of before we come to Christ. Paul says that none are righteous before the Lord. All have fallen short of the glory of God. So how can we say we're cleansed from our sin in our hearts when there's a king, there's a judge, there's a lover who disperses all evil with his eyes? It's this judgment that he has on people that do not trust in his name. So I hope that makes sense. Verse 10, differing differing weights and differing measures, both of them are an abomina- uh, abominable to the Lord. Now, I don't I don't know what that means. It's interesting though, cuz I tried I tried when I I tried looking up what weighs and measures mean in the Hebrew and I couldn't really find anything, but also one thing this is this isn't in my notes, but I know that there's also, when you read a Hebrew or a Greek word, there's usually like terminology behind it. There's uh, a certain background behind it, like how you would use it in a certain, like there's terminology behind it. And I don't think, I don't know a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of people will say, oh, this Greek word it was used for, and then they'll give a situation. I don't know much of that. I think the Lord will show me that in due time yeah i can i can i can pray that god would send the the right people in my life to show me those things or you know the holy spirit personally could just show me but so i hope that i hope that makes sense but because it's interesting to actually see it in that it's like two different lenses that you look in hebrew and greek language you look at the word you look at the definition but what's the terminology behind it how did they use it in that time in that context in that again that time of when this verse uh, was being used in that time. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it is by his deeds that a boy distinguishes himself if his conduct is pure and right. 
So it's almost like it's saying if 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 his conduct is pure and right, then his deeds are is are what's gonna distinguish himself. It's gonna make him where Paul says, make your lives set apart from the world, holy with the Lord. To not be conformed by the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The hearing ear. Oh, what the heck, dude? I couldn't find the hearing ear in your Apple Music oh library. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Siri, I'm not talking to you. I'm sorry, guys. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Apparently, Siri thought I talked to her. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Here we go. I'm going to read the verse again. Hopefully, Siri doesn't come up again. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has both made them. Now, this verse is saying God's ear and eye is on those. Again, so, okay, I should have explained this in my notes. This verse is in, in, in context with verse 11. So, let's read verse 11 and verse 12, and then I'll read my note right below. It is by his deeds that a boy distinguishes himself if his conduct is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has both, has, has made both of them. Now this verse is saying God's ear and eye is on those whose conduct is pure and right. Now you might say, well, that's no one, honestly. And I'll count myself in that as well. And this is where Christ comes in on our behalf. Peter does say, though, that God's eyes are on the righteous and that his ears attentive to his to their prayer but his face is against those who do evil so it's interesting because i'm like well we do evil does that mean the lord you know doesn't shine his face upon us like that one verse says in the old testament i think that's where like repent repentance comes into play that fruit comes out of our life because we've come to salvation in christ um so I don't that that that's that that's another thing I've kind of realized, beloved. Like I've been seeing the Lord using like a bunch of different contexts. There's like though there'll be there'll be a certain context in two verses in one whole chapter. There'll be like different stories and little small little stories in a chapter, if that makes sense. Like you'll read verses like three and four and there'll be one story, and then verses 11 through 12 will be another story and they'll be in context together that's 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 another kind of way i've interpreted to read the book of proverbs i recently the lord recently showed me that and i was just like wow because a lot of the times you could probably get confused then what's there what, what what's the other reason and maybe there is i'm not gonna be arrogant but anyway I hope that I hope that makes sense about the hearing the, the hearing ear and the seeing eye the Lord has made both of them and it's just in context with verse 11 verse 13 do not love sleep or you will become poor open your eyes and you will be satisfied with food bad bad says the buyer but when he goes his way then he boasts Verse 15, there is gold and an abundance of jewels, but but lips of knowledge are are a more precious thing. Now, where it says uh, more, that is italicized. Now, Peter talks about this. Let me, let me reread the verse, and then, I'll, and then I'll read my note. There is gold and an abundance of jewels, but 
lips of knowledge are more are, are a more precious thing. Peter talks about this in 1 Peter 3. In the message version, how the message version puts it is to cultivate inner beauty and not letting your outward appearance be your main focus. Now, this is where Peter's talking to the women in the church where he's saying, don't let the earrings that you wear or the styling of your hair or what kind of dress you wear be your main focus. And I I see a lot of pastors and even just people that go to the church today, they think that Peter is saying, don't do that stuff. No, Peter says so clearly, so abundantly clear, don't let that be your focus. Because... Then that's where you that that that's where you get the context of what Peter is talking about. He's he's saying cultivate inner beauty. Let that be your focus. These other things they're not necessarily a sin. You should examine your motives and why you might be dressing that a certain way. But don't let that be your main focus. It says right here. But lips of knowledge. It it's it's so much more of a precious thing. It's so much more important in a Christian's life. Verse 16, take his garments when he becomes guarantor for a stranger and for foreigners seize a pledge from him. Verse 17, bread ordained by a lie is sweet to a person, but afterward his mouth will be filled with with gravel now this verse beloved in my is my favorite is my second favorite verse so far i think we can use this verse in the context of secret sin we see how successful american america can be but what happens behind the scenes that we don't see but god does so you think about think 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 about that in this verse in verse 17 bread ordained by a lie it's sweet to a person but afterward after they eat it after they receive it his mouth will be filled with gravel and it could be talking about the guilt of sin i don't know but again we look at how successful america is but do we know what happens behind the scenes that no we don't but god does and I mean, God's not going to forget anything. I I love it. I heard a pastor one time say that God doesn't have eyelids. He doesn't blink and miss things. I loved it. I just, I've, I've taken it with me and it's just blessed me. So, okay, here's some more Hebrew. Verse 18, prepare plans by cons, con, consultation and make war by wise guidance. Now, where it says prepare p- plans by consultation, The Hebrew definition for the word plans is thought, device, or invention. And then consultation, the Hebrew definition is counsel, advice, or purpose. Now, purpose is interesting to me. Almost like it's saying plans without a purpose, they're worthless. That just, they don't matter. So let's plug these, let's plug these Hebrew Hebrew words or Hebrew definitions into the verse prepare a thought a device or an invention by counsel advice or a purpose and make war by wise guidance i love that that's just it's sometimes you sometimes like like proverbs 19 too, desire without knowledge is not good 
it's almost like this verse there's other verses like this verse verse 18 that kind of go on a different leeway like a deeper understanding that can help you do proverbs 19 too and this proverbs 2018 in a deeper way i hope that makes sense now i know beloved you may know too but how many scriptures have we gone over that talk about putting our plans into action and asking wise people about it getting instruction direction correction criticism and if you do so it will only set you up for success now that that's not me lord willing there's tons of verses about it but i'm not saying that you listen to every single person that tells you things because the bible's clear that there's 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 wise people and there's fools you will find wisdom in the heart of in in the in the heart of the understanding find people like that ask god to send those kinds of people in your life that would just bring so much fruit into your life that would just magnify god's name verse 19 one who goes about as a slanderer they reveal secrets therefore do not associate with a gossip this is just another way we can guard our hearts from dangerous things. When we are tempted to associate with a gossip, we are being tempted with our pride. Let me say that again. Verse 19, one who goes about as a slanderer, a person who goes about being a slanderer, they reveal secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. Don't do it. So again, this is another way we can guard our hearts from, from, from a gossip. When we are tempted to associate with, with, our, with our gossip, we're being tempted with our pride. Just think about that for a sec. Verse 20, He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. Now, I didn't understand the full definition of curses, but I'll share it anyway. Um... No, wait. My note does not make sense here. Sorry. Hang on. Oh, here it is. Oh, my bad. Okay, I wasn't reading my full notes. Okay, so let me read the reread the verse. He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. So... I didn't understand the full definition of curses, but I'll just share it anyway. And if you get anything else from the Lord, you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com. The Hebrew definition for the word curses is to be slight, be swift, be trifling, be of little account, or to be light. So I'm thinking, it's interesting. Now, this is probably where you, you understand the terminology of this word of how do you use it in contextual understanding of that time if that makes sense so he who is to be swift with his father or his mother or to be trifling with his mother or his father or to be little be of little account does that mean like you're not in their lives so much or whatever i don't know I don't know. It goes on and says his lamp will go out in time of darkness. It's an interesting verse. 
Verse 21, an inheritance gained in a hurry at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Now, beloved, a wise, insightful person in my life told me two things about this about this verse. One, this verse can shine some light on the story of the prodigal son. Even though the son was restored by the father because of his repentance, this verse we can see play out in that story. Now, I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to give you a second to think, and then just give yourself an answer. I want you to be honest. Don't don't lie. Don't don't do that. God doesn't like lying. So let me read the verse again. An inheritance gained in a hurry at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. It's it's like that. Gosh, is it is it is it again? Is it Proverbs? Let me pull my Bible here. Yeah, right here, again. It's desire without knowledge is is not good. And a person who hurries his feet, acting impulsively and proceeding without caution or analyzing the consequences, they run into sin. They miss the mark. It's so it's this this verse is a deeper understanding of Proverbs 19.2, an inheritance gained in a hurry is at the beginning. If you try to, if you, if you, if hasty feet will miss its way, that's what this, that's what Proverbs says. They're not going to be blessed in the end. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Beloved, what do you think the average time of an NFL player plays pro football? Don't look it up. Don't cheat. Don't do any of that. That's, that's come on. <laughs> you are beloved. Don't do that. Think, just think about it for a second. What do you think is the average time of an NFL player to play pro football? The average time. Give me about 15 seconds. Okay. Got your answer, beloved? Here we go. Three years. Three years is the average time an NFL player plays pro football. Studies show after three years, those players go broke. Now, again, like that verse, desire without knowledge is stupid. (laughs) It's worthless, you guys. People have desires to make big money, and they want it in their own way. They surround themselves with fools. They hurry and scurry, and it puts them further behind. Just think about that, you guys. It's This verse is playing out, and there's probably so many other ways this verse plays out. It's not just in, you know, the NFL football player. It's just so interesting. Now, yeah, the person that told me that is just, anyway... Amazing guy. But anyway, verse 22, do not say I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. Jesus was very clear to bless your enemies and pray for those who persecute you or say mean things to you. Bless them. Pray for them. Paul said that vengeance is the Lord's. 
I don't know about you, but I trust the Lord in that. I do. I trust that God's wrath, his anger will be poured out. That his vengeance will come to pass. Now, this isn't in my notes, but there's a passage that I recently came across. I think it's in I think it's Zechariah 12. Let me Hang on. Oh, hang on. Guys, I have I have to look this up. I'm sorry. Cuz this is a just give me a second. I don't have this in my notes, but just hang on. Zechariah 9. Okay. All right. So if you want to flip with me, go to go go to Zechariah 9. Zechariah is the it's it's the second to last book in the Old Testament. It's right before Malachi. Right before Malachi. Sorry, hang on. Is it Zechariah 2? Oh my gosh, dude, I want to find it. Sorry guys, this this is just a really good scripture and This isn't in my notes, but okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna say the verse from what I know in my head. I don't want you to take this with you of just this is it. I think you should look in you should try and find it. Um, it's, 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 it's where Jesus has this, um, he has this cloak on and it's just, it's drenched in blood. And what it's representing is the armies of the Antichrist. And it's representing Jesus pouring out his wrath through the father on the armies of the Antichrist, which are the people that are going to persecute Christians and that's pretty much 
I mean, that's not that. That's just the one thing. That's 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 what they're gonna do. It's Jesus saying, "My vengeance will come forward. My wrath will come forward." Um. And against the armies of the Antichrist, I will not let my people that are persecuted as Christians be forgotten. If you look at like in Revelation somewhere, it talks about how there's people that like are beheaded and they're saying to the Lord, when are you going to like take vengeance for us? When are you going to avenge us? And God is like, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I have not forgotten you. And you see Jesus Jesus wearing that cloak of just drenched in blood. And he's wearing the blood of the armies of the Antichrist. Which is just... I get it. That's a very, like... That's wow. Oh my gosh, dude. But, beloved, we should feel... We should, we should, we should have reverence for Jesus at that point. We should... Oh my gosh, this is part of his love towards me. That he's going to redeem me. He is going to pay what they deserve on my behalf. We should see his love in that lens. If we don't, then I mean I just I just simply and gently pray that you would. Now verse 23, um there's a this is a verse that was similar to another one that we read a while ago. Differing differing ways are an abomination to the Lord, and a false scale is not good. Now this I'm I'm wondering if this verse could be talking about like false judgments possibly. Um if you read in Revelation there's verses where the angels are saying to God, you know, "Oh, almighty God, your judgments are true. God's judgments are not flawed. They are true. They are exact. They are they they are the right judgments to be made." And I mean that's beautiful, beloved. That is amazing. That is that is God's justice coming into play it must happen it must verse 24 a man's steps are ordained by the lord how can a person understand his way now where it says ordained that is italicized but sometimes god takes us through seasons that people look at and go what in the world is going on in your life nothing is making sense this verse says that a person cannot understand the man's steps his seasons where he goes how many times have we heard the term God moves in mysterious ways? Um, Paul tells us to not be conformed by the ways of this world. So that so when we obey that verse, some people may get confused, whether that's people in the church that are not totally sold out for the God and totally living for God, or it's people that, I mean, are just like not involved with God at all. I know I have had, I've, I've had, this confrontation with many people and I've learned to just drop it with that person and just trust God with my life. Um, when I got done, when I, when I came back home for my second year at Bethel, there were people that donated, um, that got mad at me for coming back home. And that's not, this is not me holding unforgiveness against them, but I look at this, I look at this verse, a man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How can a person understand his way? They can't. Because God God works all things for good. And a lot of it's it, if it's hard for us to understand that in our own lives, then someone else isn't going to someone else isn't going to understand that because they're not doing it in their life either. I don't know if that makes sense. 
I've just, I've seen this first play out in my life where people don't understand. They get mad at me and they go, you know, why didn't you finish your second year at Bethel? People donated and they gave you money and you drove all the way out there and try to make me think it was a mistake. No. Like, was it a mistake that Paul, like, was going to preach the gospel and he was shipwrecked? No. I think God used that for a, a good reason in Paul's life. Maybe... And there's, there's probably there's probably a million reasons why that did happen, and God reveals that to certain people in whatever season they're they're in with the Lord. We 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 have got to. It's like it's how can a person understand? We can't. We have to stop trying to micromanage people's lives, and just pray, Lord, direct their steps. Because what are you doing in that moment? You're putting yourself in a place of humility. You're saying, Lord, I'm surrendering this person to you, their will, you know, what I want to happen in their life. Forget that. I don't care about that. I want what you want for their lives, God. I find so much peace and contentment that this verse is a verse. I've seen this verse play out. The Lord's or, or the Lord has ordained my steps and many people have not understood. And I'm like, you know what? You, you don't need to. Why do you need to know? Why? To gain more pride? Like, so here we go. Last few verses. It is a trap for a person to say carelessly, it is holy and after the vows to make inquiry. A wise king scatters the wicked and drives a threshing wheel over them. We could we could use that verse to reference uh, Christ. The spirit of a person is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. Wow. That's interesting. The spirit of a person is a lamp is is the lamp of the Lord. And it searches all the innermost parts of his being. Man, I mean, isn't the Bible incredible, you guys? What God has done behind the scenes to gather all these letters, and now we have it in a book. When we look at the church in Acts, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have any of that. They just had the apostles and the Holy Ghost. And not that it's like, I'm not like saying like, like, oh, boo-hoo them. No, that's all you need. Loyalty and truth watch over the king, and he up upholds his throne by loyalty. The glory of young men is their strength, and honor of old men is their gray hair. Bruising wounds clean away evil, and blows cleanse the innermost parts. Well, amen and amen. That is our Proverbs 20 study here on Mobius Ministries. Gosh, what a great chapter. What a, gosh, so many, so many interesting chapters. You've got, I mean, so many, so many, inter- so many interesting verses. And I have loved our study in the book of Proverbs. I can't wait till we get this all done and I'll just have the whole book of Proverbs. And there's even, there's even more to learn. There's even more to learn. And to kind of understand that of there's always more to learn. I'll finish with this and then we'll close in prayer. 
I, I got this from the Lord a while ago and I told a friend of mine and she was just blown away by it. She thought it was really good. Again, that's not me saying, hey, look at me. No, but look, the Lord revealed this to me. Sometimes we read a chapter in the Bible. We'll read like John 14 or 15, great chapters. Very, I mean, incredible words from Jesus. And not saying that Jesus didn't have incredible words. Don't look into that. Don't worry. Um, and we, 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 we remember a few key things in that chapter. And we don't remember every, anything else. I think there's a reason for that. And here's what I think that reason is. Maybe you're just not in the right, you're not, you're not in the season to know it. Scripture is very clear. Ecclesiastes 3, there is a season for everything. Do you know, do you, do you, do you know the, do you know the Hebrew word for everything? Everything. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> Beloved, come on. Um... Because then when you go read that verse in the right season, the Lord will open your eyes and you grow even more. And the enemy will shame you and put you down because the enemy sees how much the Lord is moving. The enemy can see in the spiritual realm. The enemy can see what God is doing in your life. They're both in the same spiritual realm. They're both spirit beings. I mean, for goodness sake, Paul said the enemy presents himself as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians. So don't feel shame. If you feel like you're reading your word and you don't remember things, I mean, if pray about it. Say, Lord, I want to remember. And just let the Lord show you things. Let him show you things. Draw near to him. Live a disciplined life and um, pursue him. Put the right people around you. You know, be careful what you're watching on Netflix and YouTube and what kind of music you're listening to. You know, are you messing around with pornography? I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that to shame you, beloved. That is not my heart. Now, if you're if you mess up every now and then and you confess it, that's good. Well, I've had many of those moments where I've messed up with pornography and I'm just like I'm I'm back I'm back I'm back to this point. Now, I've got that out of my life, praise God. But it took, it, I mean, I guess for that kind of thing, like, focus on what's causing you to fall into that. There's always a door that's causing you to lead, that, that's going to lead you to sin. And it doesn't mean that, oh, I got to be absolutely perfect. No, it's this discipline the Lord is, 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 is teaching you in to learn how to be holy in a particular aspect or part of your character. That's all. And then the year goes by, the month goes by, the season goes by, and you see everything God does. And you look at all the fruit that comes from your life, and the Lord graciously and lovingly shows you, hey, let's work on this wound. Let's work on, let, let's work on this addiction. Let's work on these things. Um, I'll, I, 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 I go to a program called Celebrate Recovery, and you get chips for every time you hit a milestone of like, oh, I'm three months free of alcohol. They give you like a chip for that. Now, I recently got a blue chip, and what that signifies, Celebrate Recovery, is a new issue that, that you want to work on. And a new issue that I'm really working on is I struggle with just shopping. It's it's a thing that comforts my own insecurity. I just feel good when I go shopping. And a lot of people think that's like, 
you know, feminism, but I mean, now, now you're being sexist. No, people are broken. You know, stop shaming people for their brokenness. Start, start dealing with your own. Start talking to the Lord about your own. Check the logs in your own eye. When Jesus said, check the log in your own eye, I don't think he was saying that, oh, just in case. He's saying, no, there are, they're there. And I'll show you, but I'll show you in kindness. I'll show you in my love. I'll let my kindness lead you to repentance, my son or my daughter, because I love you. And I finished everything. I did it for you through and through. So, Father, I thank you for all the amazing just revelations that you're giving us. Lord, I pray that people would decrease in people's lives and you would increase, Lord. We would chase towards you. We would love you. We would pursue a life of intimacy, preparing ourselves for your return, Father. Help us to do that. Help us to prepare ourselves to be expectant for your return. Help us just to, Jesus, you said to watch and pray. Help us just to watch and pray. Help us to see what you're going to do. Open our eyes, Father. Open our eyes of understanding, our wisdom, Lord. You love us so much. I pray for healing the person that's listening right now, Lord, in any mom or dad wounds. If there's anyone that's in a tough home life, Father, I pray for healing. I pray you would... Jesus, you said you came to bring a sword to separate son from father and daughter from mother. Jesus, do that. Be faithful in that. I trust you that you will. I love you. I worship you. I pray the wisdom that was poured out that, Lord, you would put it into practice in this person's life in the right timing, Father. Direct their steps to do your will and to have an eternal mindset about things. I restore them gently any sin that they've fallen into in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, next week, uh, Lord willing, we'll be going on to Proverbs 21. And again, beloved, we are going to, there's a ton of Hebrew we're going to dive into next week. It's just, it's incredible what the Lord's been showing me. Get along with the Lord. Go read your Bible. Enjoy the weather for those of you that are in Michigan. Take your dog for a walk. Um, listen to his sermon. I'm going to play some Xbox after this and then probably read my Bible for like three hours, but you know, whatever. <laughs> that was a little bit self-righteous. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Um, anyway, uh, you know, please be patient with me on my, on my YouTube channel. I'm just letting the Lord, you know, direct me and direct my steps in that. Yeah. This episode was a little bit longer, but Hey, that's okay. You guys, we're here to grow. We're here to learn. We're here to grow in intimacy with the Father. Thank you so much for listening to Proverbs 20 study on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you. <laughs>